0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
2: Happy Sunday and welcome to the East West Sports Podcast. I am your host Fidel. Alongside with me are my co-host Jerry and Kendall. How you guys doing out there?
0: What's going on Fidel? What's going on guys?
2: How are you doing man?
0: Doing pretty good, man. Just still in, still currently in quarantine right, right now. So getting a little bored, but hey, you better be safe than be sick.
2: Yeah, no, same here. Yeah, um, not really much to do. Just, you know, watch NFL Network or, uh, you know, ESPN or NBA TV. I was actually watching the game six of the Miami Heat versus San Antonio Spurs uh, team finals, and I just – I forgot how San Antonio was up by – they were up by like 14 points in the third quarter.
0: Yeah, I was watching a little bit of that too, but um, I've been watching, you know, I've been watching the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons, the Super Bowl from a few years ago, when the uh, uh, craziness, but the Falcons let the Patriots come back now from a 28-3 lead that the Falcons had, so, you know, there's nothing else really on TV, so between us, between me and my people playing Madden and watching that, that's all we've been doing, really, so <laughs> just trying to let some time go by, and that's it, man, the main thing is just Staying safe, staying healthy, to whatnot, you know, and just going by what everybody's saying during this bad time or whatnot. You know, like I said, we're not the only ones that's going through it. It's a lot of people in the sports world; they're going through it as well. So we're all a team. We're all together. You know, we just got to get through this together. And you know, I'm confident that that you know we'll get through it. You know, it's just gonna take some time.
2: Yeah. So everybody just they need to stay home and not go anywhere and kind of you know stop this thing from spreading. So that way we can get back to uh, sports being on TV and uh, being able to attend those live events as well.
0: Yes, yes, that, that's the main part right now. But like, if we can get everybody to get on one accord, I think um it'll be quickly like sports will be back. And I think you no, know, you no, know, we're missing out a lot right now, and you know it's killing us, especially sports fans. Cause, I mean that's that's what we love to do. we love to do, we love to watch, and we like I said, we're missing it right now. But man, it's it's I think it's gonna come back. It'll come back soon. But like I said, we got there's other things going on right now. And that's going to come first.
2: Yeah, most definitely. All right. So we're going to go over uh, signings that happened the last couple of days. Uh, we saw former Rams uh, Greg Zerline sign with the Cowboys. And then we also did see Shelby Harris uh, agree to terms with the Broncos. And then we did see Demarcus Robinson wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. He signed a one-year deal. And Derek Wolf signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Geronimo uh, Allison signed with the Detroit Lions, and then also two uh, defensive back, Ronald Darby, signed a one-year deal with the Redskins. That, um,
0: yeah, those those moves are pretty well. I'm looking at Demarcus Robinson signing, re-signing with the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs they um, they got a ton of weapons on offense. There's been rumors that they're going to get rid of. Um, Sammy Walker's here pretty soon, so I'm thinking that's that's probably on the way to coming with the Sammy Walker's move with with them telling letting know letting Robert Demarcus Robinson know and let him be aware that they're going to resign him. So I like that move there.
2: Yeah, that that was a really important one. I feel like since he knows the offense and for him to come back, so he uh, more than likely is going to be seeing a lot of more playing time.
0: Yes, yes, I, I think so. I really think so. He's going to feel, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not coming back to the Kansas City Chiefs in that loaded roster to be the fourth wide receiver. So I think, I think right there, I think that's a good it's a good depth signing for them because he played good last year in Spurts when Watkins was out and there was a couple of games when Tyree Hill was out. And Robinson, he filled the void in pretty good. And I thought, I'm, I was, I thought he, would, he was going to get scooped up pretty quick and be, be one of the first receivers to get up to come off the wide receiver for AJ
1: But you know, it didn't happen. Jerry, any thoughts on the signings? Um, I mean, when I look around, I mean, there there's been some, you know, there's been some signings that I think that some other teams have helped themselves out like, you know, uh for instance, like the Colts bringing in um Xavier Rhodes. You know, I think I know Xavier Rhodes has been on the de- on the decline in the last 2 years, but I think that this type of defense It'll, let, it'll allow him to use his uh, like i like i said in the past use his experience and and his eyes and and maybe perhaps uh maybe he will flourish in a in a uh, zone scheme as opposed to a a man to man scheme you know what i mean um i i think the the robinson pick is is it's pretty good because i mean, in essence the chiefs they 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 they've been able to retain basically the team they won the Super Bowl with last year um a couple things that that we were hearing and we should be expecting this upcoming week is I believe um, we've been we have heard that Sammy Watkins could be traded. Uh, one team that is looking at him was the Eagles, so that that would be interesting. That that's a, a rumor that's circulating. Um, another signing that we should expect to uh, maybe get finalized already would be the the Dak Prescott deal. So from the the from the reports that we've seen is that it was a, they offered him like up to a six, seven year deal. And I, I believe Dak said, no, give me four, you know, uh, because, you know, he would still be, you know, young and, and see about readjusting his annual salary. Cause obviously the market they're, they're saying in the next five years or so, it's going to skyrocket to 50 million a year for a quarterback. So, you know, makes makes a ton of sense. Um, other than that, I mean, I think that I think that we're just kind of seeing the, the the last few moves round out, and 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 the teams are positioning themselves to not have to go into a draft for need situation.
2: Yeah, no, most definitely. So we'll see if maybe you know that Dak Prescott deal gets done. Or it might be another uh, Kirk Cousins situation where he goes, you know, year to year.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be very interesting. And I think if you're the Cowboys, you want no part of no situation like that. Go ahead and get Dak um, signed up while you can because next year, Patrick Mahomes he's coming up, and the Chiefs are going to throw a lot of money at him, so the market's just going to go up. And then right after that, it's going to be time for Lamar Jackson. And Deshaun Watson hasn't even got his, his big deal yet. So I think if you're Jerry and Steven and or whatnot, whoever's taking care of that, they go, I think they, they might want to go ahead and wrap it up because if you, if you continue to wait, it's only going to go up. Yeah,
1: and it's going to get more expensive as well. Yeah, and that's been their biggest knock. It's just like, I mean, had they, you know, had they been able to address the Amari Cooper situation, you know, when they traded for him, re him then, you know what I mean? And then... Resigned Dak last year. Also, I mean, they would have been able to maybe, perhaps, find a way to keep Byron Jones and or Robert Quinn. You know what I mean? Because those those cap hits wouldn't be so much annually like the way are there are right now. I think Amari Cooper is the second highest paid uh, wide receiver. Right, right behind. Uh, right behind. Well, it's it's uh, the third because I, I believe Julio. Jones. Jul- yeah, Julio Jones is a twenty two. Uh, Michael Thomas is about 21, and, and then Amari uh, Cooper is about 20 and a half. So, I mean, when you look, when you got those annual salaries like that, just ballooning like that, that's uh, it, it makes it hard to to keep a corner at 17, 18 mil, you know? Yeah, no, I most definitely agree with you. And then also, too,
2: uh, it's going to be interesting to see where, you know, Jameis, is, Jameis Winston is still available. Uh, Cam Newton still available as well. Uh Davion J- J- Clown is still available. So I mean there's still some really, you know, big names out in
0: the free free market. Yeah, it's a bunch of names out there. The one that, that the guy that I'm keeping my eye on is Cam Newton because I want to know where he's gonna go. All the quarterback all the quarterbacks they've, they've they've kind of been filled up on the rosters right now. No team really looking like at a starting quarterback at the moment. And if they are, they're gonna get their guy in the draft. So I mean this it's gonna be very interesting to see where Cam goes. The, um the spot I was looking at would, would be maybe the Chargers. Yeah, you to go go to LA, but I mean, rumors out there. Everybody that that's in my corner, that I'm talking with, I mean, they're committed to Tyrod for the short term, for the short term, and possibly going to the draft and getting maybe a, maybe Tua or Herbert. So I mean, Cam, like, and we all know Cam, he's not he's not looking for a backup role. So I think James would be more equivalent to find a backup role than Cam Newton. I think he would he would buy into that role, but I don't. But Cam Newton, you know, and we, we've been seeing him post on social media whatnot. He seems hungry, man. He seems like he he really wants it. He wants to prove a lot of doubt is wrong. So. We i just I d I can't f- put my finger on a spot where he could just go to right now and say, Okay, that's the spot that you know Cam he, he could start it. You know, you know, maybe Jacksonville, but then again, like I like I just said, they're committed to men They are they're committed to going to miss you. So I mean, I, I don't know where Cam could go.
2: I mean, you know, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. I mean a team that makes sense would be the the Chargers. Just because they don't have an actual starting quarterback. We know what Tyrod Taylor is. He's not a starter in this league. Um he's more like a it's more like a bandaid on a you know on a cut. He's just trying to hold it together for them. Uh, the other team we had talked about was the Washington Redskins, but those those are the only two teams that I see. You know Cam actually signing with and actually getting a starting job, unless he waits a training camp and you know injuries do happen and a starting quarterback goes down, and then he signs with that team.
1: Um. I mean, I, I I just think that he will find a job, like you said. I mean, I just think that he's not gonna just jump into anything, any any bad situation for himself. I mean, he's still he's still finalizing his rehab. Um, it looks like what you were saying, his mind is in the right place. Uh, it looks like his body's just following uh, following it. Um, so you know, I'm pretty sure the reason why we haven't seen it is because um, you know the team doctors haven't been able to like. You know, get their hands on him, right, and see see if the if he would pass their physical. I think that's 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 the main that's the main thing behind this. Yeah, so we'll we'll just have to keep
2: an eye on on that and see where they land. Jameis Winston, to me, he's not a starter in this league. He's going to be a backup somewhere. I mean, ideal situation for him would be Pittsburgh, just in case that you know Big Ben gets hurt again, because last year we saw it was a disaster. Uh, with the back of quarterbacks in Pittsburgh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's a great spot. And Fidel, to be honest with you, while, while we're right here on the podcast, you was the first person that that brought up the um, Pittsburgh need for um for Jameis. That, that that spot, that was that's a great destination. I I I heard nobody in the media talking about it until our own Fidel said said it something about it. So I think that's a great that would that would we think that's a great fit. Um, I heard Jeff Dawson talk about um, maybe Green Bay would 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 find Jameis there would get him there. Because I mean they don't they don't have faith in their backup quarterback or whatnot. They have a the guy to Wisconsin, so I don't I'm I'm not really not too sure about that one though. But I think I think James would fit even better in Pittsburgh because Big Ben has been a little injury prone in his years or whatnot. So I think Pittsburgh maybe even Green Bay if he's looking for a backup role because like said, then again he's not going to find a starting role right now. But I think I think he could go to Jacksonville and go in and buy in as a backup and kind of come in during the season whenever Garner starts to struggle. And He'll fit in nicely there. Kind of like the round tenhill situation with Tennessee last year.
2: Yeah, I know, most definitely. And then the other team would be Denver. Um, just because I know they said they're committing Drew Locke, but that would be, you know, a competition right there for him and kind of push him to even to even perform better as well.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I mean, definitely, I mean <laughs> this is the year to to definitely have a, a uh if you need a backup quarterback this would be the year to have you know what i mean to make sure that you're you position yourself to get either or
2: <laughs> all right guys so let's go ahead and talk about the nfl draft uh that's going to be held april 23rd through the 25th now you know when all this uh 19 stuff you know started happening uh there were a lot of That were coming out and talking about how they wanted the draft to be pushed out further just because they weren't able to evaluate players correctly and uh, not being able to visit them or have, you know, bring them to the facilities. Um, Adele came out and he actually said that the draft's going to proceed for the same days. Um, It's just that it's going to be hosted in a studio and it's pretty much just going to be virtual.
0: Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing with with uh, with the draft process, I think it's like the pro days that that normally lead up to the draft. It's like these teams they're not gonna have a lot of information on a lot of these players, so basically they're gonna have to go off, you know, video chat wise or getting with the players' agents or whatnot, or just looking up some you know, some film on it because they're not gonna have like kind of like a, an example like the Tua situation. He posted a video the, the other day, and you know it it wasn't a long video; it was a short video, but that's kind of like what, that's what we're gonna that's what these teams are gonna be dealing with. During this process, trying to get clips or videos or talking to these, to these officials that are close to these players that are, that are about to be coming out, and they will have to get as much information that they can because they're, they're, because a lot of them they're, they're going to be selecting players and some they're expecting to be franchise changing players. So it's going to be very important that these get that these guys get it right. And I think the whole the whole process or the thing that's going on with, with in the in the sports industry right now, it's really going to affect them. We're going to see some teams make some make some interesting picks in this upcoming draft.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, that's why the combine is so important, right? Because, I mean, that's kind of like your first buffer at really grinding like those interviews out. You know what I mean? So, I think teams do have a good, like a good feel for um, a good feel for for the players that they they want or they need, right? And on their team. So, I mean, if anything, you you should always trust the tape. I think that it's a great thing that you know that the NFL is going to go ahead and just stick to it. I mean, if anything, you know, the free agency has been able to like give us some kind of of hope, right, during this this these you know, you know, during these times, you know what I mean. So I think that if anything, I mean, it's one of those things that you know the NFL has really been been a you know that's why the NFL is one of the biggest industries in the entire the entire nation, you know what I mean. So. I think that, you know, by not skipping out on, on, on those dates and by holding it, it's gonna be unique. It's probably gonna lead to something in the future. I know that um you know, nowadays we're seeing people zooming a lot, right? Which is that new application for you to chat, right, through audio. Oh, so yeah, so it was it's very unique. I think that I mean, if anything it's just preparing us for something similar to that and I mean I don't I don't know I don't know how is it going to play out. Are they going to give Vegas another shot? You know, because I know usually they already have their teams in place. You know what I mean? Are their their cities in place where yeah. they're going to hold? Uh, I think this year it was Las Vegas. Next year it was going to be uh, Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah, so, Green Bay. So I don't know. I, yeah, that would have been interesting, right? But it, uh, <laughs> uh, what I was saying is just one of those things. Like, what do you think is going to Do you think they're just going to push back those cities? Well, I mean, maybe, but if not, just,
2: you know, kind of keep Green Bay in place for uh, next year and then the following year, then you can take it back to Vegas because this was going to be a huge event. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, they were going to shut down the Strip too. So there was going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of revenue that was going to be made there.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about, you know, a draft holding Green Bay. Possibly next year. I think what they're going to do, they're probably going to just put the one that's put, supposed to be in this year in Vegas. I think they're just going to push it back to next year, and whatnot, and then just go with it from there on. Because like I said, this draft process it's affecting a lot of people, and whatnot, and it's like it's affecting a lot of things. So, I think I think that's probably what what they're going to do there.
2: Yeah, and then also too, I mean, now these teams they have to rely on the you know on the scouting that was done. Because they will have the chance to actually bring anybody in before the draft. They're so just going to have to, you know, watch tape on it and, you know, talk to their scouts about the the evaluations that they had on the players.
1: Yeah, well, like they always tell, like they've always said, trust the tape, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just know
2: a lot of these teams that like to interview the actual player. I mean, once they actually think they they want to draft them, but they want to sit down and have a conversation with them, just kind of, you know, talk to him see, you know, what kind of person he is. Yeah. So we'll just have to see what what happens with that. Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing, too, is, you know, for the coaches and GMs that are in the hot seat, they're going to have to, you know, have a good draft still. I mean, regardless of the situation, I don't think that that's going to give them an excuse for not, you know, evaluating players the right way.
1: What do you think – what –
2: well, Which
1: one's, yeah, what the teams? team that comes to
0: mind is Detroit right Detroit. off the bat? Yes, yes, uh, yeah. Detroit, that's, that's a team that comes into mind. Another team, I would say Houston, because you know, it's a big draft. For, it's a big draft for Bill O'Brien. They got to get it right. I know they don't have a lot of draft picks this year, but you know, just got rid of um, DeAndre Hopkins. And I think, I mean, well, he, you know, if Bill O'Brien, he's the GM and the head coach there. So, I mean, it's a lot of pressure to um, surround Deshaun Watson with the proper talent that he that he's gonna to need to hopefully get Houston to a super Bowl and get Deshaun the there. So I think it's a it's it's gonna be a big year for a few coaches. You got Billy O'Brien, Matt Patricia and there's a few other coaches too, but um I think Billy O'Brien his time is it could be running out on him in Houston.
2: Yeah, I mean right now he's a he's a coach and he's a GM and you know from what we've seen so far he's not a really great GM.
1: Yeah. Well with the Detroit situation, I mean that they, they do have some players that would be some key pieces to build off of for the next regime. If, if they're not able to, to like what you said, hit home runs on, on, on at least, you know, your first four picks in the draft. Um, So, I mean, I know the lions kind of at three after the dust has settled. I mean, I think Stafford does have, you know, he does have some strong years ahead. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know how he is physically, you know, because I know that the back is is a serious thing, um, but you know he's he's always been a real tough competitor. But I mean, just saying with like a last year's pick, they picked up that that tight end, right? And he showed some good flashes. He needs to stay healthy, um, and uh, it's just to think that that's what happens is that when you bring in a, re, uh, you know, a, re, a new regime and that comes, you know, the coaches, the GMs. That, that's one of the things that's one of the biggest obstacles is you got to look at the actual team, you know, and that's the hard part, right. Is when the team is set for like, let's just say a four, three defensive scheme. And then this new regime comes in and they want to do their three, four defense. I mean, it takes years for you to make that transition, you know, that complete transition into the three, four defense. And, you know, honestly, to, to be quite honest, I mean, nowadays, all these teams are running nickels, anyways. Nickel basically means you have more defensive backs out in the field, um, because of the amount of wide receivers that they're bringing in on offense now. So, you know, I, I think that when you go oh three four four three, I, I, I mean, when I when I look at it, I think the I think that you have a little bit more success with the four three, just because. If you look at the if you look at this year's uh, Super Bowl, you had the Chiefs that were running their their version of the four three right, and you had the you had the forty nine ers run their version of the four uh, three de- defense. So, I mean, that's how you compare it. But the Lions just got stuck basically trying to transition into that hybrid three four defense that they're so used to running there with the Patriots. So, but. Let's see. Let's see how how they do in this year's draft. Yeah,
2: I think another team, too, that needs to, you know, do something in the draft or are going to be the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Just because, you know, all these bad contracts that they've done, they, you know, they got rid of Todd Gurley. Uh, They got rid of multiple players, and I just feel like they have to, you know, actually do well drafting whatever picks they do have, which I know that they don't have a lot.
0: Yes, I agree with you there. For you. Another team, I would say, I would say on the Minnesota Vikings. You know, with um, I am not saying Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat, but Rich, um, you just resigned, you, you gave your quarterback an extension, like a three year extension or whatnot. So you it's it's showing that you are you are telling everybody you commit to him. You just you just shipped out Stefan Diggs, and you lost like three or four key um defensive pieces on that defense. And you know the Vikings, they got they got some, they got a few picks, they got a lot of picks this year. So let's see how they rebuild that team. And I think the Vikings are trying to get a little younger too. They got rid of some bad contracts, mainly with Xavier Rose and whatnot. But let's see what the Vikings, the Vikings can do. Though I, I know one area in the year they're going to address. Maybe it's probably the receiver would have been a deep class. And I think corner too because they lost they lost two of their – they lost two starting corners. So I think it's going to be an extra, interesting draft for the Vikings. They actually lost
1: three. They lost – well, they cut Xavier. They lost yep. Trey Wayans and uh, McKenzie Alexander. And, and they Lin, cut Leville Joseph. So yeah they they kind of they kind of they kind of I mean they got they have two first round picks now this year. I mean I'm not saying that's a lot but still they did get they did position themselves to be able to fill those needs or those holes in their team. But I mean that you should never you should never have to do that. I mean that's that's when you start drafting for need. I mean you're basically kind of you you're basically drafting right then and there but you know you got to pay attention to what's your biggest need long-term, you know what I mean? Because the draft should be set up for you to be drafting for the next, the next few years. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, you know what? Uh, You know, this player, you know, he's been on the decline. He still can give us two years, but let's go ahead and get his, you know, let's get his, let's get somebody that we can groom right behind him. So if, if he does retire or we lose him in free agency, we got somebody that's already been in the system for a year or two and he could just take over that's what the draft should be. But now, nowadays you got teams that are stuck, you know, in that rut of having to fill the voids that they need in their team, you know, and, and that's, that's where, that's where free agency, you know, that's where you get your winners and your, and your losers and free agencies.
2: Yeah. And we'll be talking about that here very soon, but yeah, so the, the teams uh, you know, that have the GM and the coach, you know, on the hot seat. They're still going to have to, you know, have a successful draft, regardless of the whole situation.
0: Correct. I agree.
2: All right, guys. So now let's go over the biggest winners and losers uh, so far in the NFL offseason. Jerry, I'll go ahead and start off with you. Who's your biggest winner so far? Okay.
1: I'm gonna go with the Arizona Cardinals. I think that the their priority was getting more weapons uh, for their for their quarterback Kyler Murray. Um, you know, it's gonna be his second year. Obviously, last year, you know, people were saying he was small, he was he he looked fragile. Um, you know, how would he how would he fare? You know, against the rest of the NFL and that division, right? Because that division, NFC West, is kind of one of the toughest divisions in the league right now. And, you know, he showed that he could play the quarterback position and play it, play it, you know, at a very competitive level. So I think when you went into this offseason, their their mindset was let's get this guy some more weapons. Let's get him some protection. And while they pulled a stunner, you know, they were able to pry DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick, you know, and they, they were able to offload a bad contract and a, uh, a running back that didn't fit their scheme. You know, so in in essence, I think that when you look at it, just by those two moves alone, I mean, that they've primed them. They've primed themselves very well to be able to get, you know, keep their first round pick and address the protection side of protecting their, their, their franchise quarterback and getting ri- and getting ready to reset their cap. Right. Because getting rid of some bad contracts. So I think the Arizona Cardinals are, are definitely an offseason winner so far. Without having to make so many moves,
0: yes, I agree with you there, Jerry. On um, my biggest winner, I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins. You know, they um they brought in Jordan Howard from the Philadelphia Eagles because you know they they shipped out a running back last year, um, in the middle of the season. So they brought in Jordan, they brought in Jordan Howard to, to start back there in the backfield for Miami. Let's go down the defense. They signed the big Byron Jones, the cornerback from Dallas Cowboys. They signed him to a big contract. They also signed Calvin North from the Patriots, the outside linebacker, slash so pass rusher, and they brought in a- Roberts, so another linebacker. So they they kind of they kind of putting that Patriot way into Miami now. It's so a lot of former Patriots going over to Miami, and they also signed the um the guard for the Miami Dolphins. And um, what was what was the guard named that the um, Miami Dolphins signed? Um, I can't think of it right of him, but I'll be I will be able to get back to it. But yeah, they brought they brought him in. So I think um the Dolphins they had a pretty good solid free agency and whatnot.
2: Yeah, I mean for me it would be you know it would have to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that signing with Tom Brady. Now I know it's only one player, but with that one player, you're going to bring, you know, leadership into the locker room. Um, he's going to want, you know, everybody to perform the best on the field. And not only that, but now, you know, Tampa Bay has a lot of weapons at wide Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, he have Cameron Bray, OJ Howard. Um, and then, you know, the, the one position maybe that they'd still need to address would be the running back position. I know they have Ronald Jones still there, um, but they might need an upgrade, you know, in that. But, I mean, as far as winners goes, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Yes. in yeah, you know, back, to, back to the Dolphins, the, um, they signed the center for the New England Patriots, James Ferencz. They signed him. So, like I said, they're, they're getting that Patriot way down south there to Miami. So, they they're signed a bunch of former Patriots.
1: Yeah, the Dolphins, that's very unique and very interesting, right? Because they basically, they stripped down that, that team last season, right? They, I mean, yep. they, they really, like, unloaded their players. I mean, they and they brought in, I mean, when you look at it on paper, I mean, they look like they're going to be a team that can contend. And uh, honestly, though, I mean, it's going to be hard. The Buffalo Bills were able to get into the playoffs. They, at one point, it looked like they were going to beat the Texans, but, you know, Deshaun Watson was able to, you know, pull, pull, you know, pull that, that win for them. So when you stop and you look at it, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting team to say the least, right. They were able to address several needs. Um, and some say they got the bet, the, you know, the biggest fish in the, in the, uh, in the pool, right. In Byron Jones. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, for the uh, Buccaneers, I think the Buccaneers. I think when you add that, like what you said, the leadership of Tom Brady, the experience that he has. I mean, he's not going to let anybody just, ha- you know, he's not going to let somebody just come in and and do it, you know, the way they feel it needs to be done. No, he's going to do it with the championship pedigree, and and who knows, you know, maybe he can bring out the best in OJ Howard, who, you know, coming out of Alabama, Tampa Bay, they actually they used a first round draft pick on him. He's been quiet for the for for since he came into the league. I think if anybody can bring out the best in, in O. J. Howard it'd be Tom Brady, especially seeing the success that he's had with his tight ends there previously with the New England Patriots. So it's gonna be very interesting to see the um, you know, these winners coming out of this off season. All right. So
2: now Kendall, let's go and start with you. Your biggest loser so far in the NFL offseason.
0: Um, my biggest loser would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I said, I know they got a um a lot of draft capital, but you know we're talking about right now because we're living right now in the now. And I think if you're looking at right now this upcoming season, my biggest loser would be Jacksonville because they lost a lot of players, they traded players, lost them in free agency or whatnot. And, you know we just don't, don't just don't know the direction that team is 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 going. They trade a backup quarterback, Nick Foles. So that the only thing that tells the only, the only thing we do know is that you know they're committed. to Going to miss you with the small, sample size we have on him. Um, they brought in Tyler Eifert from the Bengals at tight end, but I mean he was he was injury opponent in Cincinnati. He never he, he couldn't play a complete season. So I mean, and they signed him to a one year deal, so they're not really they didn't really commit to him. And, you know, it, they could they could cut out they can get out that contract quickly with with, with no without having no problems on the cap. So I think I don't know the direction Jacksonville is going to what I'm pretty sure that I know they're rebuilding because a lot of they got a lot of draft capital. But I think is my biggest loser.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. What are they doing? You know what I mean? Um, the the reports coming out that, you know, there's just the coach is not really kind of the coach is kind of set in his way. He's not really seeing if, if he could, you know, improve his his uh, interpersonal skills that he has with his own, you know, his own star players within the team. Um, then you take on, you know, you, you get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. You, you were not able to get a first round pick. Right. Because the the reason why a first round pick would be very important to you is because when you look at the stats from the previous year, you know, Deshaun Watson was the, the most sacked quarterback. So, you know, maybe a lot of it. I know we've ta- we've touched it on this before. And I think that when I think Kendall said Ken, Kendall said it best that half of it has to do with the offensive line. The other half has to do with with uh, Deshaun Watson hanging in there too long, trying to make too many plays. Um but still, you know what I mean. You you want to protect your quarterback as much as you can, give him as, as much time as you can, and you know you take on a you, you take on a bad contract. And you know, schematically, I mean, how good is do we know if, if David Johnson's going to fit that offense? We don't know. There's there's so much uncertainty. But definitely, I mean, I think we mentioned it. He's going to be probably a coach on the hot seat. Um, but I think that when you look at it when you look at it from the big picture i think that they're one of the biggest losers in this offseason yeah
2: i would have to go
1: the new england patriots i mean just lose mm. to tom
2: brady that's a that's going to be a big blow to them i know he's only going to probably play for a couple of years but just you know a lot of players wanted to go to new england just because they wanted to play with tom brady and you know and he's known for winning that well, that team just in general, the last twenty years, you know, they're known, you know, to be winners, and I just I felt like he should have just probably ended his career with New England, but it looks like Bill Belichick didn't want him back, and Tom yeah. didn't want to come back either because he he didn't feel wanted.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, the uncertainty with the quarterback position. I mean, are you are you telling your fans? Are you telling the organization? Okay, Jared Stidham is our man, and we're going to ride with it. I mean,
2: he's I mean, a, sec, yeah, a second-year
1: fourth-rounder, fourth so. Yeah, I mean,
2: they did sign Brian Hoyer back. I mean, but, well. you know, I'm sure uh, fans are happy to, and excited to hear that. <laughs> Kendall, what, what, <laughs> yes.
1: have you heard anything?
2: Yes.
0: No, I really haven't heard nothing there. <laughs> um, I think the New England Patriots, you know, yeah, they could be considered a loser when you look at what they're known for doing and they're known for winning and they lost a lot of players. But, you know, the, the Patriots, they, they lose a lot of players every year and, I think Belichick, you know, he. I think he has a plan. You know, we, let's not forget, you know, they got a draft coming up, and you know, the Patriots they haven't won so much. They have, they haven't win, they have won so much that you know, maybe you know, they do for like a good bad, uh, a bad season here or there. You know, what I mean, I think, I mean, I think fans in, down there in the, you know, they would have, just have to realize they you know this team is kind of in transition. They need to get younger, whatnot. So I think that's what Belichick, what he did coming to agency. he was just like, hey, 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 guys, let's just get rid of a lot of these bad contracts and bad, and um, older players. And let's just start this transition of, of past the Tom Brady era, and I think we're gonna start. We're gonna believe in a and uh, I coming in this year. He'd be a second year quarterback. Be, it would be um Jared Stidham. So I think um I think the Patriots they're committed in him and they're just gonna to try to build a team around him, rather that be via free agency and into the draft because they got twelve picks this year.
1: Yeah, they're um, gonna have to they're gonna have to make some magic happen because uh, their catch space is not looking good either. Well, I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying I know that you know all you gotta do is front load some money and that 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 helps you kind of you know offset the the cap but i mean you look at that i mean it's just one of those things where you know the the Patriots these last couple of years i don't know about their draft their drafting i mean it, to me that they're they're not drafting like the way they used to draft uh i think that their best bet is is continue that that process of what they do right they'll go and they'll trade uh they've been you know that this is what they've been well known for doing is getting somebody at their pinnacle or at their, pr- at their prime, uh, and trading for them from a team, right? So they'll give up a third or, you know, they'll usually that's because that's where. How many third round picks do they have, Kendall? Um, they have three third round picks this year. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So when you look at when you look at how they've been able to win, is because they just plug and play. You know, they just basically trade for a player that's at the end of their of at the end of their contracts that knowing that that team's not going to be able to re-sign them and knowing that they're not going to re-sign them so they just continue co- collecting these you know these comp uh comp, uh comp picks right these yeah. these comp picks for you losing a, a player through free agency so i you know i think that bill bill belichick and and his and his team they're going to have to do some you know they're going to have to do some some are they going to use those picks on their on rebuilding their team I know the first round they'll probably keep but I'm saying the rest of them are they going to are they going to trade for players that are already known and established in the league there already you know what I mean that's kind of Yeah and uh you know maybe Bill Belichick does have a cuz I know Bill, Bella,
2: yeah, Bill you know Belichick's Bill up maybe there. Have, age. you know maybe he has a plan you know have a horrible season and tank for uh, Trevor Lawrence
1: like, But look at his age I mean I I mean he's he uh, he doesn't to me he does, just he doesn't seem like that type of, of, of well, coach. I would I I'm wouldn't I wouldn't bank it on, purpose, on it. I mean but, to me I mean, it, it just seems, seems like he, he there, is
2: they're gonna be in a really hard division next year. You know, but-
0: yeah, I agree I I agree I agree with you there, Fidel, because I, I wouldn't say that Bill and the Patriots would tank. But I could definitely see a season with, I mean, you know, like I said, let's not get ahead of ourselves, everybody, and, and let's just, you know, we know they haven't done a lot in free, but they still have the draft, and they still got time to make a few moves. And maybe some of these, you know, I think the thing with the Patriots is they got to start hitting with some of these draft guys. Yep. They, they need to start hitting with some of these draft picks. You know, they're loaded. They load, The next couple of years, they're loaded with draft picks, and they got a lot of cap space next year. So maybe Bill came into st- this season looking, and saying like this right here, okay, Tom's going to be gone. Let's use this year to see what we have in Jared Stidham and let's see if we can build something around him because rumor has it that they like him. And I've been hearing that, that, they, that the players said they, they, that he was tortured them in practice on some practice week. So I think, I think Belichick, he's not coming in as as the little kid. Okay, this right here is not going to be a good season. We're going to lose every game. Belichick, he's, he's bigger than that. He's not going to do that. But I can definitely see a scenario where, you know, Patriots Nation or in Patriots Intermediate, they will be happy with like a seven, and nine, or nine and seven. Or I mean, I mean, what they've done, they've been so dominant. I think you can afford to take a year or two off. I think so. So I, I think that with the Patriots, I think that's probably what they're going to do. And they're loaded with draft capital, man. So, but let's not forget that um, Roger Goodell hasn't made a ruling on the scandal that the Patriots had this season. So I heard, I heard it's going to be a minor, like a, like they might take a draft pick or two away from them. So they still be, they still have a ten or eleven picks. But we still have to hold that in the calendar too. That that's still hoping over the head, but um it, it was it was said that he was he was ramping up the um the discussions on that. So there should be there should, we have some we, we should have some kind of explanation there soon. Yeah. but I think I think New England will be all right with the draft capital. Yeah, head.
2: and then just so the audience, you know, is knows what you know what you were talking about, uh New England was caught taping uh Bengals practice, correct? That that's what you were referring to? Yes, correct. That line, yeah.
0: Yes. The side line. So yeah, like I think uh, we're gonna have to see what um, what they do there, and I'm thinking, like I said, Roger Goodell, he's probably gonna take away a pick or two from them, and they have ten picks. And i think if New England come out and have a good draft, hey, maybe post draft, maybe we're talking about a different, we have a different opinion. Maybe you no, know, the Patriots are go- still going all in, because like I said, they, I mean, this draft is loaded with picks, and the Patriots have a lot of needs. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do. And I think I mean, we just, we can't even rule out Bill budget we we know we got something up his sleeve. We just it's, we just everybody just eager to see it.
2: Yeah, we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens with the draft. Because yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, some of these teams that we that were like kind of like, you know, talking bad about. I mean, they might have a really good draft and turn things around when the actual season starts. So uh, that's something we're gonna have to keep an eye on. All right, guys. Any final thoughts before uh, we end our show today?
0: Um, um I just want to throw out there real quick. Um, I think um there's a couple names still out there. They got. Devontae Freeman is still a free agent. He's been out there for a couple of weeks now, so I, I'm very eager to see where he go. I think Detroit would be a great fit for him. But um, then again, he might be in a situation where he's waiting post-draft to sign, and, let's, and a lot of the teams probably going to look for a running back in the draft, and then they leave Devontae Freeman in a position where he, he gets to choose a good spot for him to go. So I think Devontae Freeman, that's, that's an interesting thing to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I would. I mean, if you, if, I think there's still some some quality depth out there. Um, you can help yourself. Everson Griffin, and I think that that's a that's another name a name at the defensive end position. Um, he's for, formerly with the Vikings. I mean, they, I've heard right that price, they're yeah. talking about bringing him back with the Vikings. Um, yeah, at the right price, and, and I think that's why he hasn't been signed to 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 this point. So, I mean, aside from that, I mean. I mean we got we got a bunch of draft content coming up pretty soon so it's going to be it's going to be pretty fun. I know these next I bet you anything by the time we look back it's going to already be dra- the draft and you know we we're, we're going to have so much information uh Yeah, we'll be having during special days too guests well. come
2: on our show here uh, shortly as well in the next coming weeks. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to and, uh, wrap it up for the East yes, West sir. Sports Podcast. Again, thank you for listening. You guys stay safe out there and wash your hands.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, I mean, I That's a big, major thing. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself?